Welcome to this week's Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And I'm Matt Golden. And this week we are talking about Amazon the Tick. Yeah, we are talking about part two of the Tick. Actually, we're going to encompass all of it because we did record an episode over part one, but it became lost in, I don't know, somewhere in some digital landscape. And now it's one of our many rumored lost episodes that we have. Yeah, we've got several lost episodes. I wasn't sure if we actually released this one or not, so I guess there we are. So, initial thoughts on the show. What do you think? Well, this show has absolutely everything. It has tinfoil hats. It has cyborgs. It has references to Oscar-nominated movies from 2014, talking dogs, and homosexual boats. It's got it all. Yeah. I mean, that's a perfect summary <laughs> of the show. Now, had you read any tit comics or watched any of the other iterations of the show? I watched every iteration of the show, but very sparingly as a kid. Like I don't remember it. I watched it a long time ago, and I've got a couple of the Tick Comics now. I I subscribe to the mon- monthly Tick Comic. I think Cullen Bunn is doing it now, which is kind of cool. I've read uh, some of the original comics that the creator Ben Edlin did, and the the ninety two X Men cartoon is probably the most influential like cartoon show on me as far as my superhero fandom goes. But if there was a second, it would be the Tick. And I rewatched that series countless times, and I even enjoyed the Patrick Warburton series during its short one-season run. Oh, yeah. It was a long-lived show. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> All, like, 12 episodes of it. Yeah. So what do you think of the, the new iteration? I love it. I was nervous at first whenever I heard that Peter Serafanovich was going to be playing the Tick because he doesn't strike me as someone that and that has that physical physique. The Tick's voice is very important, and... He nailed every aspect of it. The costume obviously creates the physique, but yeah, he, he, he got he his voice it. and his speech patterns down. He did, and he made the costume himself, is what I'm told. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure he's I'm sure the Phantom Thread is actually about him. Yeah, it's it's really about Peter. <laughs> it's Terry a sequel. Notes. Phantom <laughs> Thread Two. <laughs> it's all about the making of the Tick costume. <laughs> Which actually, the costume is fantastic because the antennae on his head move independently of one another and seem to move with no reason at all. They just wiggle around. See, for my money, it's just another useless aspect of CGI in the modern world. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, if uh, you thought that was CGI, I've got some things to show you. Uh, Please, by all means, just... Who's your favorite character out of the major players in the show? Uh Oh, my God. So, just for everybody at home, I was honestly hoping that Alex was going to ask me this question of who my favorite character was, and I wasn't going to have to like try and prompt this question to be asked of me. Super excited you asked me this. Uh, my favorite character is Danger Boat. There is probably the greatest love story of all time in The Tick, and it's Danger Boat and Arthur. Will uh, they, won't they? I know. It's, <laughs> it's a real... It's a real one-way street. <laughs> There's a lot of problems. Danger Boat's a boat. Yeah. Uh, he, he can only exist on sea. Yeah. Uh, Arthur's not into boats. <laughs> <laughs> he identifies, uh, Danger Boat identifies, identifies as both male and, uh, homosexual and obviously a boat. Uh, so it's just a really confusing, wonderful plot but line. He's also a DJ. <laughs> yeah. Also a DJ on the side. He also gets bored and frustrated. People don't answer his calls in his free time, which you can't relate to that. <laughs> okay. 
And he also, whenever he's interested in a partner, he offers him a consensual massage through water jets. Yeah, in a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was probably, and I, I know it's really weird to say it, but that might be my favorite storyline for this entire season, is the uh, the Danger Boat and Arthur love story. We can only hope it continues. Oh my God, please. That's and, all that I've ever wanted. It's interesting because the Tick is obviously the main character of the show, but really, or actually, no, Arthur's the main character of the series. Which, which I don't like. I don't like the fact that Arthur is the main character of the tick. Now, I hope it changes down the line. Like, I understand why they do it now, but I kind of hope it shifts perspectives a little bit. I don't know what your thoughts on it are. Uh, I mean, I think we need to have Arthur as a main character just to have someone keeping it semi-grounded at times. It drives the story, uh, that's for yeah. sure. And I do hope that we get more scenes with just the tick. or the, Anytime the tick's operating on his own without Arthur, it's always fantastic because... He's just a one-man positive wrecking crew. Uh, he is a wrecking crew, and he just doesn't know what to do without the help of Arthur, it seems like. Which is totally fine for the character. What were your favorite, aside from the Danger Boat love story, what were some of your favorite storylines from this season? <laughs> one of my favorite things is, and they finally really, really address it at the uh, towards the end of the season, the terror as a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> And they make a whiplash reference from the Oscars of 2014, and it's great. I I just love the fact that he just happens to be a very intense drummer. Yeah. It's something he always wanted to do. Yeah. And whenever he was faking his own death, he learned to drum. Yep. Just absolutely great. One of my favorite storylines is the Tick trying to figure out who he is and who his background is, because the Tick has no memory of himself aside from... The first day he met Arthur is basically when he started forming memories. And so when the tick believes that he might be a robot, uh, oh, that is my was favorite solid. thing. That was Especially really good. whenever he starts trying to talk like a robot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, who who's your favorite character? Because obviously I, I say to mine, mine's Danger Boat. We talked about our favorite storylines, but we never got your favorite character. My favorite major character is the tick, but my favorite minor character in the series is Walter, Arthur's stepdad. <laughs> that's that's another one of the storylines yeah. I like is Walter's stepdad is a wonderful character actor who I cannot remember at the time. He is an an older Asian man and he is fantastic. And Walter and Walter er, Arthur just constantly is shutting him down <laughs> and saying that he's not his father throughout yeah. the entire series. It's wonderful. Uh, even though Walter's just incredibly nice and whenever <laughs> someone asks him a question, you don't just get an answer. You get a story to get to the answer to that yep. question. And Arthur's always cutting him off. He's like, oh, I thought I told you. Well, it's because of this. It's, and, of course, he always asks people how their feet are and how they're doing. Uh, there's a great scene in one of the earlier episodes of the season where it's Walter's birthday party. And Arthur shows up trying to just have a sense of normalcy. And all of a sudden, the tick shows up uninvited. But Arthur's freaked out. However, Walter and the tick hit it off immediately. And when I love when Walter's opening gifts on the couch. The tick is just right there next to him at these opening <laughs> gifts. And that's where Walter, of course, first gets the book written by Midnight the Dog. Yes. <laughs> yeah. About uh, how he found Christ. And there's a there's a callback to that at the book signing. <laughs> I can't even talk about it without fucking cracking up. But he's like, I got this for my birthday. And he's like, I know I was there. I watched you open the present. <laughs> There's another great, in like the last episode when they see Midnight again. And Tick's like, oh, look, it's my favorite author. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Tick also briefly wonders if he's a dog, too. And Arthur has to tell him that he's not a dog. 
I'm the jury's still out on that one. He might be a dog. It is possible. So if you are recommending people to start somewhere with the tick, are you going to have them start with this series? Would you have them start with some older shit, the live action Patrick Warburton or the old animated series or even comics? What would you do? I would start with this. I think it's a great starting point. One thing I would note is the pilot, even though the pilot's a strong episode, it doesn't really match with the rest of the tone of the series. The pilot's not really comedy heavy, and there's some comedy in there, but really the zaniness and the optimism of the tick and how he tends to make things worse before he makes them better really shines throughout the rest of the series. And you get to meet characters like Overkill, and Overkill's initial introduction is fantastic because Arthur's running, Overkill just jumps in. And violently murders a bunch of thugs in front of Arthur's <laughs> eyes. You just see blood squirting everywhere, and Arthur just wants to be safe and sound. Yeah, you might think that that is a action-packed sequence. Well, you'd be right, but it's also a comedy sequence. Just, it's hysterical how he murders all these people. You'll see. You'll get it. It's great, too. It's just the length they go to jokes in the show is ridiculous. The fact that a very large naked man is one of the central plot points that plays throughout the entire series, kind of in the background. It actually ends up being like one of the the largest plot points, not, no pun intended. And his name is Very Large Man. Yeah, he is the VLM or Very Large Man, as, as he's referred to on the show, as he's lovingly referred to. And one thing I haven't talked about yet is the central antagonist, is Jackie Earl Haley playing the terror, and he is fantastic. He's absolutely amazing. He's hilarious. He's He's got this old raspy voice. His makeup is reminiscent of like Freddy Krueger makeup, which he played Freddy Krueger in the remake too. So I'm sure he's used to that. But he's just that's Rorschach, right? Yeah, it's also Rorschach from the Watchmen. And he played uh, Rorschach in the comic books. Yeah, he was also uh, in the original Bad News Bears. For anyone who's been following his career since child acting, <laughs> uh, believe me, I've been monitoring monitoring him since he was like five years old. Of course. But he's just fantastic because the villain you believe or the terror is really someone that is cruel and evil and capable of killing and crushing anyone. But he also has a really offbeat sense of humor. And it's amazing. And his plans, as they let the audience know when they talk about it, are always terrible plans (laughs) that make no sense. Oh, yeah. They're totally off the wall. It uh, it was his plan to make this very large man (laughs) and try and poison him with some crazy bloodshit to take down a, another superhero. It's it's just all very off the cuff. And like, how do you expect all this shit to work? Yeah. Which is going to be amazing as a writer. Cause you don't have to deal with like logic problems <laughs> or anything. You just create the most ridiculous thing. And you're just like, yeah, he just makes terrible plans like that. It's not our fault. It's what the terror does. He also says like some of the most ridiculous shit too. Like at one point he refers to, uh, he's insulting Arthur, the, uh, the protagonist. And he calls him a cup of piss, which is now my new favorite insult. I love never. <laughs> Apparently, it gets revealed that the terror has been funding and created a soda company that's incredibly popular. <laughs> and towards the end, for really no reason whatsoever, he asks one of the executives if they know what the secret ingredient is. <laughs> and, she, and she tells him no. He says that he's been peeing in every bottle, just a little drop in every bottle. Because <laughs> it's the pee. evil thing to do. Yeah. yeah. You create a soda company, you're a bad guy. You're going to pee in every bottle just because the evil things make everyone drink your pee. Yeah, so uh, again, spoiler alert if we haven't said that yeah. 20 times already. Sorry, yeah. Spoilers for this entire series. So at the end of the season one, I'm sad to say that the terror is frozen. It looks like to death, but obviously they they hinted his comeback. So we'll see if he comes back. 
what do you think of that? I thought it was kind of a, a rip off cheesy way to, to kind of tie it all together. The main superhero that everybody loves comes in and I guess has freeze breath and, and freezes him while Arthur and the ticker. Yeah. Uh, fighting him. When of. I first saw it, I was disappointed because I mean, you want your heroes to save the day That's and not, you're, yeah. and like the protagonist, you don't want to have someone come in at the 11th hour and just magically save them. However, I, I can, I'm okay with it because it's a Tick and Arthur, and they're not great at being superheroes. Yeah, they're supposed but, to be like yeah. B or C or yeah. D level heroes. They just kind of stumble into it, and so I'm okay with it. And they hinted that the terror might come back because Overkill did not get his vengeance of killing the terror. I think it's just easier to put him on ice for now. So when you get like an actor like Jackie Earl Haley, he probably won't be as available as some of the other people will. So you can use him when he when you can and when he's available. Absolutely. So we haven't really talked about Overkill or Dot and their little possible love story coming up. We didn't really talk about either of them at all. What do you think about Dot and Overkill? Dot is Arthur's sister and Overkill is a former superhero turned like assassin. <laughs> yeah. Turned like anti-hero. Yeah. That's the tick called them. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I like Dot. The actress that plays Dot, Valerie Curry, I've seen her other thing. She's in the following. She was in a... Uh, a season of a Showtime show. I can't remember that title right now. House of Lies, maybe? The one with Don Cheadle. Oh, interesting. Uh, and she's been good at everything I've seen her, and she's good in this, too. Uh, her character starts out a little slow. She's kind of like, in the beginning, she's like that centerpiece for Arthur to calm himself and try and remember he has a family and not to freak out. But later, she uses her skills as a paramedic and doing work for the Pyramid Gang to become a larger part of the story. And Overkill, I just love. I mean, it's someone who violently murders... But he's a good guy, but so the tick is finally against it. And the greatest thing, I mean, he has my favorite moments, but one of them is when the tick saves his life. So Overkill owes him a life debt until he saves the tick's life, but he realizes that he can't do that because the tick is basically unkillable. Yeah. So he realizes <laughs> he'll be in his debt forever. He's got one of my favorite lines in this entire, this whole, this whole big bad show. At one point, he's just really pissed off at Arthur and kind of just wants him to leave. So Arthur is just trying to to converse with them and have a conversation and get him to see his point of view. And he just tells him to shut his nonsense hole, which I thought would be a great tagline for Alex to say. And we can just use it as a drop. Anytime I say something really <laughs> stupid, just Alex telling me to shut my nonsense hole. Except one of my favorite lines too, toward the end dots driving overkill to the scene of where the terror is attacking. And they're talking to one another and overkill realize that he's actually dead. And Dot checks him, and he has no pulse. <laughs> and he gets him like I was talking, and he says, "Because he's raged by pure, pure uh, rage and vengeance, that's fueling him to stay alive, even though he's dead, or to keep talking." And government grade Adderall. <laughs> that stuff is not even strong enough for me. I have to get like a, I have to pop like six government grade Adderall anymore, just to stay alive, just to live. It's like a whole crank thing I've got going on. <laughs> not the movie, like the porn. Yeah, sorry. Bad joke. My bad. We're just going to let that rest for a moment. Yeah, you had to settle into that weird silence I gave you. You're all welcome. Feel the uncomfortable in the air. So, do you have a favorite quote or favorite line from the entire series? I've got another really good one just off the top of my head here. I don't know which one's my favorite because there's just so fucking many. But they're at a book signing or the, the book presentation with Midnight and Arthur's there with the tick. So to give a little bit of background, Midnight and Overkill used to work together on an old team 
and Midnight, or sorry, not Midnight, but Overkill used to be referred to as straight shooter. He was a straight shooter hero type guy. And Midnight says in his book shooting or in his book signing that, uh, <laughs> that Overkill, uh, he died just like Frederick Nietzsche, who also died of syphilis, <laughs> which was just a really subtle put down and just really solid. Also, too, Midnight is a doubly mentioned, but Midnight is voiced by Townsend Cole, who voiced the Tick in the original cartoon series. So that's a nice callback to have the original Tick actor, that voice that everyone familiarizes himself with. Even though he's changed it up, he doesn't use the same voice, but it's nice to have that callback to the original series. Yeah, that was my idea. I called up Amazon and said, I've got like a, a stellar idea for you guys. They're like, sir, this is this is not Amazon, and uh, I've seen that show, and it's already been airing. So <laughs> I just called their customer service department, and they just had no idea what was going on. So what about you? Favorite quote? I think there's one I love when Tick picks up a spoon and just stares at it, because that's a nice callback again to his old rattling cry of spoon, which you never got to hear. But you, you do hear it in in the new series. He doesn't like cry it out, but he goes spoon. Yeah, but I want to hear him like shout like as his battle cry before he charges in. But it's towards the end whenever the terror's ship gets taken down by the tick, and the terror comes out of the ship and he confronts Arthur and he pulls out a gun and points it at Arthur's chest to shoot and kill him. And the tick says, mentioned line about how his will will never penetrate his heart. And the tick, or then the terror moves the gun up to his face. And he's like, oh no, Arthur, your weakness. <laughs> <laughs> that was really solid. I, I laughed pretty damn hard at that. Also, we haven't talked about another great character, Miss Lint, who's one of the other antagonists, former henchman hey, of the terror, her right-hand man. And she's really great throughout the series. Oh, yeah. She's really solid. She's played by uh, Yara Martinez, who uh, all of telenovela people might know from Jane the Virgin. She's fantastic. Really great comedic timing. I can't think of any like quotes or anything that she has, but she's kind of like a double, triple agent. Yeah. she. A lot of her moments with her ex-husband, who they share a same apartment with, are oh. fantastic. Her ex-husband, Scott. I forgot all about that storyline. Yeah. That drops off the whole second they, they, half of the, I know. the it, series, which is really, really sad because it, it was one of the funniest parts of the first the first half of the series. Yeah, I want more Scott, for sure. Oh, yeah, bring him back. Bring Scott back. Plus, I like Scott because he plays Three Lime and Sublime, so he, he's my kind of guy. <laughs> Alex only listens to 311 and Sublime. Actually, probably the best part about The Tick is that the theme song is a ska song, and that's it, guys. I finally made an appropriate ska reference. We're shutting this down. Yeah, uh, The Henchman of Comics, this is the episode number 26, and there will not be an episode number 27 because Alex has it, finally the succeeded. Peaked. We're done. Yeah, it's all over. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> Quit while we're on top. Is there anything you want to see out of season two? Uh, for those of you that don't know, it has been renewed for a second season already. So I'm, I'm obviously excited for what's going to happen, but we're looking forward to happen in the next season or hoping. Uh, obviously more Scott. I totally forgot about him, so now I really, really want some <laughs> Scott in my life. And also, it'd be really weird if they just don't mention him again. Yeah, it would be. It would be a total blunder. But the other thing that I would like, I want more heroes, because all the heroes and villains in this are so absurd and so bizarre that it that it's really great. They've got their own version of S.H.I.E.L.D. in the Tick, uh, and it turns out that they're kind of spying on the Tick and Arthur at the end. So I really hope that they really encompass some some really good goofy jokes and and poke some fun at the shield and and everything uh, there's a lot of things i'm hoping for i want more tinfoil kevin oh uh, yeah tinfoil kevin is somebody we haven't mentioned he is 
Buzz in Home Alone. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, you yeah. didn't know that? No. He looks exactly the same. Huh. That's crazy. Just with a tinfoil hat on. Yeah. If you took that tinfoil hat off, I think you might realize, like, <laughs> oh, that's him. Yeah. But more importantly, he's also homeless and hangs outside <laughs> Arthur's apartment, but he is not officeless. <laughs> uh, he's fucking great. Yeah, he's also like a genius that is, he's very slow talking, doesn't give you helpful answers ever, but just seems to be able to know how to do and fix anything. And his office space is a giant robot head. Yeah, which is, of course, of course it is. Like I said, I I want Tick to shout his rally and cry the spoon. That's what I want more than anything. I'd like to see some characters from the other two iterations show up. I'd really like to see Batman well or Deflator Mouse, uh, how he's been called in different variations, show up at some point in the show. And like you, like I'd like to see more characters and more villains because every character that they introduce that has speaking lines just seems is just so absurd and enjoyable. The show just has so much joy to it. It really does. It's just nonstop. Like I just, I just can't stop smiling when I watch the show. And I definitely want just more Walter and the storylines <laughs> too. There, there's so many great storylines. I just want to that I hope continue. Like you mentioned, the dot and Overkill. Uh, will that be a thing? But there's also Overkill and Lint. What's going to be happening with them? Lint and Scott. It's all these romantic plots, and I think like the best part of the show because they're not really like romantic, overly deadly. They're just the comedy is just every romance subplot is hilarious in this show. Okay, so one other thing I want is I definitely want, um, I definitely want Danger Boat and Arthur to get together. <laughs> I really want to see their Danger Babies, and of course, I'd like to see more explanation of the Tick's origin. And if Tick ever answers the question, is he wearing a suit and always dressed? Or is he not wearing a suit and he's always naked? <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that, but... It's a true crisis of self. <laughs> so would you recommend people watch this show? Yeah, 20 thumbs up. I will chop off your thumbs to give so, an extra thumb up. on 20 thumbs, how does that translate <laughs> to a scale of 1 to 10? Uh, that's like a solid 8. <laughs> 20 yeah. thumbs equals an 8, to figure that math out. I give it around 8, too. It's... It's 12 episodes, but it's a really short, quick watch. As much as I enjoy, like, the Netflix Marvel shows, while episodes there can run an hour, episodes of Tick run, like, 21 minutes to 24 minutes. And before you know it, you'll be done with the entire series, and you'll still have your entire day. Correction, they're all, like, 25 to 27 minutes. So, Alex, (laughs) once again, you're proven wrong. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode. As always, you can... Email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can always subscribe to us wherever you subscribe and review wherever you give us reviews. Uh, We will be happy to read any reviews on the air as long as they are very inappropriate. We're not going to do that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Fine. Fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be an entertaining podcast. (laughs) We just only read reviews reviews of our show. (laughs) But for this week's Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Eschbach. And I'm a, I am identify as a homosexual boat. Hinch and ain't easy. <laughs>